Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to take this moment to say thank you for listening to the Real Rescue Podcast. It means a lot to me that you enjoy these stories as much as I do. Since the start of this podcast, we've had a lot of support from all over the world. It has been amazing. Now, we have companies joining our team that also want to say thank you for all that you are doing out there standing the watch. These companies are offering discounts on their products as a way to support the rescue community and those tuning into the Real Rescue Podcast. Just go to therealrescue.com, click on Sponsors, and see these incredible offers for yourself. This episode of the Real Rescue Podcast is brought to you by Breeze Eastern, the world's only dedicated helicopter hoist and winch provider. Axness, because when lives are at stake and conditions are challenging, Clear communication is of the utmost importance. SR3 Rescue Concepts, because you don't know what you don't know. And Airwave, the Airwave Performance Mouthpiece, helping you to use breathing to your advantage. Breeze Eastern, they dedicate themselves to our helicopter rescue world. Since the very first helicopter rescue in November of 1945, Breeze Eastern has designed and manufactured superior rescue hoist solutions. While much of the technology and the unique mission requirements have changed over the past 75 years, their commitment to the rescuers, the operators, and those being rescued has not. Contact them today by visiting them at breeze-eastern.com. The Axness PNG Wireless ICS System can bring cutting-edge wireless intercommunication system technology to any aircraft. The PNG system can be fully integrated into an existing ICS system or can be carried on and off as a mobile base station. They can go anywhere, at any time, on any aircraft. Plus, with the strongest and most robust waterproof handheld on the market, this system can take a hit and keep working. Their wireless intercom systems are designed to enhance situational awareness through improved communication capability. This system brings superior noise-canceling technology to eliminate rotor wash and engine noise from your ICS. The Axness PNG wireless system is currently deployed in more than 1,800 public safety, air ambulance, and search and rescue aircrafts worldwide. I have personally used the Axness system in four different countries and on five different airframes. It is awesome. If you want more information, contact them today at axness.com. That's A-X-N-E-S dot com. You just make sure you tell them Quinny sent me. SR3 Rescue Concepts is a training company that can help your helicopter training. They train daytime, nighttime, aerial firefighting, hoist, longline, fast rope, rappel, and more. They can assist your program with standardization and safety checks or just an FAA annual refresher. With a certified flight instructor pilots and experienced crew, they are ready to help your agency keep up to date with current techniques, rules, regulations, and equipment. Plus, right now, SR3 is offering 10% off anything in their web store with the promo code, all capital letters, REALRESCUE, R-E-A-L-R-E-S-Q. Plus, they are offering another 10% from their partners, Petzl, and their equipment, all you got to do is send an email to info at sr3rescueconcepts.com. Mention this podcast and they'll take care of the rest. And Airwave. What if I told you that you could train harder for longer 
and recover faster just by wearing a mouthpiece. I know, I questioned it too. Then I gave it a try. The Airwave Performance Mouthpiece is a breakthrough in performance technology that is scientifically proven with over 15 years of peer-reviewed published research at the Citadel to open your airway by 25% for improved breathing, resulting in a 20% decrease in respiratory rate, an increase in muscular endurance, and 50% reduction in cortisol levels post-workout. Now, what does this mean to me? Well, now I'm able to train harder, recover faster, and be even more prepared for when that SAR alarm goes off. You don't need to take my word for it. Try it yourself and see how you can use your breathing to your advantage. Go to airwave.com or visit them on Instagram at airwave to learn more about it. Then, when you're ready to give it a try, because you heard about it here at The Real Rescue, you get 10% off with the promotion code Real Rescue, R-E-A-L-R-E-S-Q. Coming up next, we've got another U.S. Coast Guard rescue swimmer coming to us with some amazing stories. I'm super stoked he, uh, he came on to share some of his stories. We had a blast talking, good laughs, fun stories, amazing rescues, plus what he's doing now, incredible for not only the rescue swimmer rate for the Coast Guard, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to go big. It's going to be great. And you guys get to hear it here. I'm so excited. So please welcome our next guest, United States Coast Guard, rescue swimmer, number 503, Mr. Brett Vogel. My name is Jason Quinn. I am United States Coast Guard rescue swimmer, number 500. These are my rescues and rescues from those of us that put our lives on the line every day so others may live. This is... The Real Rescue Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, right. welcome back to the Real Rescue Podcast. Today uh is another day with another brother from the United States Coast Guard Rescue Swimmer, like realm of guys. And this guy in particular, which I'm really psyched about, is uh him and I were in A school together. He just so happened was the next class behind me. So Please welcome my brother, United States Coast Guard, rescue swimmer number 503, Mr. Brett Fogel. What's up, brother? Hey, what's up, Quinny? How you doing, man? Dude, it's another day in paradise for me, man. It's it's good seeing you, man. Yeah. Uh, again. Fly today. Yeah. I know, right? Nice, man. I, I was excited. Like, you know, it was a nice little flight, cruising offshore and having a little fun. Hoisty, hoisty. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. It's been a while. It's been a while for me. I'm sure it has. Whatever. <laughs> Just uh, knock the dust off the fins. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Put me in. <laughs> Put me in, coach. Put me in. <laughs> Put me in. I love it. Yeah, the last time I saw you was uh, Rescue Swimmer D-Cert that you and Joey put yeah. on at your gym yeah. out there in North Carolina. Yeah, yeah man. That was, a, that was a great event. Joey, Joey put this on. Um, make sure that's clear the uh he worked hard on this thing man i was just kind of hosting it right being the local um and i happened to have a gym so it worked out you know right <clears throat> bonus bonus yeah we're gonna actually yeah. talk about that a little um, later but it like cool. that yeah. was so fun we had so much fun there it was ridiculous yeah i can't wait so, to do it again i know it we had what almost 200 of us there right 
There, there's over 200 people. Yeah. Uh, with wives and kids and stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah. It, it, it blew up. It was awesome. It's next one's even going to be better. You know, um, we definitely started something here. Ah, uh, really, I love really it, cool. man. Gosh, it's going to be so yeah. fun. Right on. Yeah. Well, all right. Before we get into that and, and some of the rescues that you're about to talk about, which I'm stoked about. And I really, so just so everybody knows him and I were talking offline a couple of minutes ago and, and I'm just laughing at him because you have like news clippings and, letters that you didn't send to me so <laughs> so what happened was i pulled this stuff out yesterday yesterday oh started, of course yeah, it's yesterday so I, started, <laughs> I started i started getting stuff up and start you know jogging your memory and stuff You're like oh let's talk about this one then i was like oh man all these pic like this picture i sent you when i was or i guess it's two days ago yeah. right that's me and you in a school um yeah that came up i'm like oh man i, I definitely should have been looking at this before <laughs> whatever well you know what i'm gonna have yeah. a surprise for you a little later it's gonna be funny but i'm gonna enjoy oh, it all oh right boy. Oh boy. yeah all right before we oh even boy. get into that but if you don't yeah. mind man give us a little background about you little history uh we you know growing up whatnot what brought you to the coast guard and really oh. what brought you to being a rescue swimmer yeah all right so uh, I grew up in the Seattle area, Washington State, um, just outside of Seattle. And um, through high school and middle school, I guess, and high school and stuff, I never, I could not pinpoint what I wanted to do, right? There, nothing sounded good to me, you know, to make money. So I was always just bummed out about it. Like every job looks like it's terrible, you know? Um, and so, I, you know, you just keep looking, keep your eyes open, keep doing that. So after high school graduation, I didn't go to college. Um, I started working for a construction company. They were paying well. So I started digging ditches for them and stuff and um, still trying to keep my eyes open, you know? Yeah. Um, actually moved down to Oregon to do that. Um, now, you know, I'm kind of a free spirit type of guy, I guess, you know, so it had to hit right. You know what I mean? For me to like, go to college or go put my energy in something. Um, so I just started making some money and working and it was terrible. That job sucked. I knew what I didn't want to do. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> Dude, I love it already, man. Then I, <laughs> and then, um, uh, I went back to Seattle, visit a friend that I grew up with and his dad was in the coast guard. He was in the coast guard. Um, and it didn't really, I didn't think that was for me either um, until I went to his house and saw a pamphlet, right? He had like a recruiting pamphlet and I'm looking through it, you know, keeping my eyes open to everything. And one of them was a dude jumping out of a helicopter. I was like, yes. is this a job? You know? Yeah. And I was like, this is a job. He's like, yeah. I mean, it's hard to get in there, but he's like, people get paid to do that. I'm like, all right, well, that's what I'm doing. You know, that was, that was like right there. Like, all right, I don't care what it takes. This is, you know, I'm five foot six. Like, I was 145 pounds, probably like I shouldn't have made it, you know, but you know, like <laughs> I wanted this, like, that was it like this or nothing. You know what I mean? Oh so, yeah. Um, yeah. And so then that's when I joined. Dude, that That's awesome. Well, and that's next day. Yeah. You and I are in a school together, getting our asses handed to us together, yeah. you know? And... Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's two years later. Cause I'm sure you waited a long time to go to school. Just um, about. Yeah. Two years. Yeah um yeah and then you you're in the class ahead of me well yeah and i saw you guys you guys are monsters dude 
I was oh, like, whatever. you, Matisse, and Legas, like, dude, you guys were, you guys were monsters, and, and, uh, dude, I was like, oh, God, I don't know, <laughs> man, like, well, obviously, you guys were, you guys graduated seven people out of eight, like, you know, I, I know? will, I have to, I'm going to give credit to our class and say we did have a strong class in A school, they you started did. us with yeah. eight, they were expected to lose at least six to, like, graduate two, and, yeah, we graduated yeah. seven at the time we were the, um, I, and I don't know if it was just the ASTs or in general, but we were the biggest class to graduate and they were not expecting that. So dude, yeah. no, but it made sense. Cause you guys were monsters, dude. Our best guy was like on par with your, your slowest guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it was intimidating, dude. You guys were intimidating. I was like, Oh geez, what did I get myself into? You guys had, uh, dude, Matt Thiessen, like all you guys yeah. were gnarly, man. Yeah. It was awesome. Pull you, freaking Pat Yeah, Roach. dude. Yeah. So what I remember yeah. specifically, like with your class and my class, is the day we we went just get a, it was a beat down day. That's and you know what? For everybody that that hasn't yeah. been through that, it's just a day. You just it's to see what your body can take. That's what it is. They're testing yeah. your your it body is. and your mind, right? And we're doing yeah. sugar cookies, which is rolling around in the sand. You take off from the fence, you run down to the water, you touch the water, and you come back up. Well, I had Paul Majessi, who was in your class, and I remember sprinting down to the water and running back and popping to attention. And then you see Paul stand up and fall straight back. Whoosh! And he just yeah, hit the man. sand. Ambulance comes yeah. to get him. He's on his way to the clinic. The rest of us are running to the pool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Paul you know god bless him he's uh, yeah. passed away since you know for listeners um and he's not in this picture either because of exactly what you're talking about right he had to go get <laughs> ambulance and do all that stuff but he kept passing out in a school he kept like the nutrition was not good you know he but he was very gifted so he didn't have to try as hard you know so he didn't take yeah. it as seriously so the nutrition part he was just eating garbage when he came in you know so he just pass out all the time and then get back <laughs> up and get back at it or whatever you know <laughs> uh, he's got that yeah, stupid yeah. switch you just turn that on and just uh, duh, let's just go go through the motions oh dude he's <laughs> smiling the whole time you know like you never uh, see paul upset you know awesome. <laughs> happiest yeah. that guy alive big old beautiful smile totally yeah <laughs> Miss that boy. Oh yeah. You and me both, man. You and me both. Um, yeah. all right. Yeah. So now let's let's get into you graduate school and you went down to New Orleans as your first unit, New Orleans, Louisiana. Yep. Yeah. And uh yes. very yep. first rescue that you remember. Yeah, so first rescue, you know, you're there for a while getting qualified. Back then it was it was pretty fast though. You got qualified quick. Um and yeah, I'm on duty, first duty day, because New Orleans is really busy. I'm not sure if it's still like that, but it was really busy back then. Um, so you're getting rescues almost every duty day, it seemed like, you know, um, at least some kind of SAR, you know. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, it was legit there. Like, I mean, there weren't like, you know, it was the Gulf, so it wasn't crazy, but a lot of medevacs, a lot of shrimp boats, you know, stuff like that. Um, a lot of people lost in the marsh, you know. Um, the Vietnamese, or the... Uh, so the shrimpers down there would, you know, they'd do drive-by shootings at each other, you know, like they would actually like shoot each other. It's wild, dude. It's wild. It's a wild west down there, man. It's nuts. Yeah. They would do drive-bys and they shoot each other. We go medevac them. They would stab each other. They would, yeah, they were, it was, it was, they're a gnarly bunch, man. They're legit. Like, uh, 
yeah you don't that place is no joke holy um, shit i didn't know any of that that's hilarious and yeah, it's not funny yeah. that's not funny at all i'm sorry no dude it's wild and it, it's wild though like and there's not on the news like i don't know if it's still like that down there but it absolutely was just nothing on the news nothing it's just its own thing you know new orleans in general is crazy you know um but out in the marsh dude anything goes um wow but yeah so the first one was you know alarm goes off i get all my gear you know as back when we carried quick straps and stuff and um had all my gear jimmy farmer was there i was like dude do i have everything am i ready and he was like you better be you know <laughs> like go dude <laughs> like it doesn't matter you know like this is not the time to ask brett <laughs> uh. <laughs> like all right all right so i go out um you know you're nervous um and i'm all pumped up nervous like this is it dude this is everything you've been working for you know like to me this is the super bowl right like um everything you joined you know two years you get through a school you know all that stuff and then uh emt school so i go out and get lowered down to a fishing boat um and it was just a small um like skiff type thing i think and they're just so i go down they're lowering me down and i'm all pumped up yeah so excited and get down to the boat feet on deck right with the booties it's yeah. full of fish, right? I just slip. I fall. I'm like, no, this can't be happening. Like, uh, the guy's looking at me like, oh, boy. Like, what, what did you guys send me? <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, oh, so I get great. back up, you know, brush myself off. It's so slippery. He caught a lot of fish. I don't remember the, you know, it was, he had some kind of a medical um, trauma. Um and I think then the uh, the Coast Guard boat by then came, and so we just transferred them to the Coast Guard boat, right? Um, wasn't life-threatening injuries or anything. Um, and so he can get out of there. And then, yeah, right when I get hoisted back up, I get back in, put on my helmet, and the pilot's like, all right, we got another one for you. So we just head out to the next one. Then I don't remember that one. Um, but then we do that rescue and then he's I get back in. They're like, Hey, we got another one. I'm like, Oh my gosh. This is my life. Like Dude, I was back so to back to excited, back, you know? Oh snap, um, man. That's sick. Pretty amazing, man. The, uh, yeah. So it's three back to back, you know, the best feeling in the world, you know? And then, uh, <laughs> you know, I was digging ditches, man. Like, come on. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and now you're slipping on fish guts in a fish boat. And then I'm just, yeah, just balling up every rescue, you know? <laughs> oh, my God, dude. That is sick. Yeah. Um, yeah, best day, dude. Best day ever, you know, because, you know, then you go home and you're, you know, going to bed. You're just like, yes, yes yeah. this is my new life, you know, like so excited. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Adrenaline pumping yeah. for days. Days. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. Now you're ready to train, right? You're ready to get good at your skill, get, you know, be able to walk on fish and whatever you yeah. got to do to like hone in on your capabilities, you know, like, all right, I got to get some stickier oh. shoes or something. Oh, <laughs> um, God, and that's, that's how New Orleans funny. was. It was like every duty day, man, was, as sorry, you know, like, and, you know, I was with Matt Thiessen, you know, which was in your class. Yeah. We, and, you know, became really good friends and, um but we're just port and starboard you know like one of us were on duty one of us uh we had pagers back then we didn't have cell phones right and then awesome 
we just the, we're always getting called in you know so we're just getting ready like it'd be a race you know if we're all downtown new orleans or something like bourbon street together the our pagers the pager would go off and we'd all jump in the car like race there you know like oh i got it you know um so much so much fun that was a great four years what a blast oh i love it yeah i love it yeah all right, so now this this rescue that we're going to talk about here uh, was in a little news article that you pulled up and didn't send to me. So um, surprise, you get to read the headline and tell us what it says, and then you get to talk about it. <laughs> All right, that is. I think we're talking about this one. So this is this is my favorite rescue, one of my favorites, I guess, one of the two favorites. All right, so. I haven't read this article in years. I didn't even read Good. it since. So but, when you're um, messing it up, I'm going to just laugh at you. I'm just playing. Dude. <laughs> it's all good, dude. All good. So we got the Virginian uh, pilot. Got it. Stay yeah, with me. The Virginia pilot. Yep. Yep. Stay with me. Um, and yeah, so this is the F-16 rescue out of Elizabeth City. Probably 2013 or 14 or something like that. Okay. One of those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is my favorite one because of the, of who we rescued, you know what I mean? Just another military man that, you know, big impact on our country. Um, the, uh, I hold them in high regard, you know, fighter pilots. Um, Sweet. And Me too. Yeah. Air National Guard pilot ejected into the ocean after bumping wings with another jet. A North Carolina Coast Guard crew um, rushed in and pl plucked him to safety. So what happened on this, I'll start with what happened to them. They're two F-16s yep. doing training, right? You got a, a instructor and then you have a uh, a student, right? Side um, by side, flying wingtip to wingtip, mm -hmm. like formation yeah, just flying. To, okay. Yeah, yeah, just doing their training. Um, and it's normal ops for them, you know, except the uh, trainer clipped the instructor, right? Okay. Um, just over Chesapeake, Virginia, about, I think it, it was like 50 miles offshore or something like that. Um, and the Clipton, the instructor goes into a tailspin, right? And uh, the, but the, the uh, trainee was fine. He stayed in the air, right? So F-16 goes down, he ejects, right? Um, that night though, it was pitch black. There's no moon you couldn't see anything. It was just pitch, pitch black, just one of those nights. Right. Um, and so he ejects, clips his leg on the way out. Um, and so it just kind of skins intact, you know, um, but at the knee, right. The knee is dislocated, right. Just fully. Um, and so he is so dark out. He doesn't know where, what altitude he's at. He knows he's over the water. Right parachute opens yeah um so he's coming down he can't see anything so he's just the, he's up there <gasps> getting ready to impact the water right <laughs> take your and, breath uh, okay said, I, I held yeah. it too soon let it out <gasps> oh shit yeah, i held it yeah. too soon again <laughs> and he said he did that over and over and over again like because he had no idea he didn't know what else to do um yeah right and so fitz black he's going down his hey legs kind of hanging um, I got to talk to him a lot after this. Um, and, uh, finally he stopped holding his breath. He's like, all right, I'm going to hit sometime. I, I think, right. Like <laughs> took eternity apparently. 
which I could imagine in severe pain, probably. Um, so finally he hits the water 50 miles out of Chesapeake and his sea wars, it's pretty windy out, right? Or the, uh, maybe you remember the, the salt water activated release, um, yeah. for the parachutes, yep. um, whatever that was called, um, didn't work. So okay. it didn't release. So he gets, now he's getting pulled through the ocean, right? The wind catches his parachute. He's getting pulled around with his leg just hanging, flailing. Ouch. Um, yeah. And just for everybody's yeah, knowledge, so right. the saltwater activated release, it, so there's a two ways to release a parachute from uh, the fighter pilot. And one of them are co uh, the Cokes clips. Coke fittings, yeah. Yeah, so you pull those and those release and the parachute goes away. So then you're separated from the parachute, can't bring you down. Well, the saltwater activators are, once you hit saltwater, it's supposed to blow those off and pop them off. And if it doesn't, then that's what happens. The wind catches you, and then next thing you know, you're dragged across the water. So give you a little explanation yeah. on that one. Yeah, which is unfortunate for him, right? And Yeah. But he gets he gets the Coke fittings off. He gets off it, you know, finally. Um and the uh his buddy's calling the coast guard right he's calling a mayday type thing um and so we get launched out of elizabeth city um and the funny thing about this in the beginning is this was i stole this star case i stole the star case from Derek ansley for sure <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's hilarious and, yeah that's terrible and for me this is you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're, that you're that guy you're that guy yeah 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 well so me and derek are like really good friends um still and i told him i was coming on here and i was going to talk about that and he's like you remember you stole that from me right and i'm like <laughs> oh god you're right you know Which it wasn't admitting it right now i'm just you know yeah 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 but <laughs> it, welcome, was, it was, just happened to be yeah it's one of those like we just switched duties you know so it happened to like fall like that you know what i mean yeah, um the same way i stole kurt rebels it's cool <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so but obviously he didn't forget it but yeah. uh, <laughs> and well i told him i was coming on here and he was like are you are you gonna talk about that the rescue you stole from me i'm like what was that he was like the f-16 i was like dude that's a good idea man let's talk about that one <laughs> he was like ah you you jerk um love it so yeah uh so we get called out there and again it's pitch black so he's on his radio right vectoring us in he knows you know he's another military he knows exactly what to do he's had this training right and it was clear that he's had this training but it was so dark out we couldn't find him and mbgs weren't working you know because it wasn't even light enough to use those um or they weren't effective um so we're trying to we're flying around we know he's he's vectoring us in you know, um, you know, I'm at your 12 o'clock, 100 yards, you know, we're just, we're coming in, we're coming in yeah. and then we're on top of him. He's like, uh, Mark, Mark, Mark. We look down we're like, I have no idea where this dude's at. We still couldn't see him. Right. So he came back around again. Like, Hey, you flew right over me. Did it again. Mark, Mark, Mark. We're like, dude, we can't find you, man. Um, it was just that dark, you know, one of wow. those nights and yeah. Yeah. Um, so we finally get him like right when like the only way we found him was the spotlight was right there right where we had him in the spotlight you know right under us so we came back deployed me um lowered me down and 
you know, again, blood's pumping, dude. Like it's F sixteen. You know, that's really exciting for me. You know, um, yeah. And I was really excited to get home and rubbing in Derek's face mostly. But the uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the uh, swam up to him. He's in his little raft. You know, um, so you have a one man raft. You know that they have in their seat, right? Um, and you can tell this guy's got to figure it out. He's got all his stuff. He's got like a garage sale going on, right? Everything is out. All his, he was taking inventory, right? Um, which is a great move by him, but it makes my job a little harder because, you know, there's string and line and stuff all over the place. Um, then the parachute wasn't with him though. So that's good. Um, and so he's in the raft. I swim up to him. Go talk to him. He pops out like, hey, man. And uh, he's just, uh, dude, so I'll explain that. One of the coolest, calmest collective dudes ever. Um, and uh, so I start taking him out of the raft and he's screaming, right? Because his leg's not really uh, doing well. So he starts screaming. So I pop the raft and I kind of take the raft out of like under him, you know, instead okay. of pulling him yeah. out. That worked, that worked really well um, for um, his sake, for his, you know, pain. Um, and and while I was figuring that out, I had him just putting his survival stuff away, you know, trying to put it in his pockets. It didn't work that well, so I ended up cutting that stuff away. Um, and so I have him. Um, I get the litter. Um, litter comes down to me. And then... Um, the litter, you know, for listeners, it's the backboard, right? It's a floating backboard. Um, yeah. I get that. I start putting them in the in the backboard, and that was fun because it was pitch black, right? The even the the light, the helicopter was shining on me because the helicopter has to be so far back that I can work, but they want to shine a light on me so I can work as well. Um, so it wasn't doing that great. So it's kind of putting them in the litter in the blind, right? Um, so it's by feel and which is awesome because we, we trained so much with it, you know, right. water yeah. litter rescues. And I'm not sure I've had maybe one or two other water litter rescues, you know, before that, but we trained so much that you can literally do it blindfolded, you know, um, which is what we had to do, you know, wow. but that poor guy, man, he was in a lot of pain and he was holding it together pretty well. But every time I went under to go do the foot straps, you know, the leg straps down beneath, I heard, I could hear him screaming, you know, from over the helicopter. Underwater. I'm underwater. Yeah. He's like, ah, just screaming. I'm like, oh God, dude, I'm sorry. Cause his legs just, it's not in a good shape, you know? Um, and trying to put his leg in the litter, you know, so it's not like yeah. hanging out and stuff and, oh, you know, uh, that's rough on him. Yeah. And it takes a while. It took me. It took me a good amount of time to get him in there and secure and like be comfortable with it because I just couldn't see. So it was just all feeling like trying to make sure the 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 nothing was crossed, like everything's tight, like um, because I've never been hoisted in, in a litter, but I can't imagine how terrifying that is, right? Right. right. Um, so you 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 need to feel secure and you know be nice tightly packed in there. Um, so the uh we finally got him in or i finally you know got him in you know get the hoist hook he starts hoisting 
once the uh, flight mech is pulling them in the cabin, I'm just celebrating down there. Like, yeah, that was <laughs> awesome, you know? Can I get a what, what? You know, and like training pays off, you know, you, you train so much on that stuff. Like, and then you finally do it like blindfolded, like for an F-16 pilot. I'm just like, yeah, dude, this is awesome, you know? I didn't kill him, you know? <laughs> like, yes, <laughs> he lived. He's going to live. He lived through an F-16 crash. I'm like, don't screw this up, man. You know, yeah, right? <laughs> like not now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he gets pulled in and the helicopter after I'm done celebrating, you know, pat myself on the back, whatever. Um, they pick me up, I, you know, and I'm not sure if all uh, helicopters are rescued, but for us, we come in backwards um, in the door, right? So they're pulling me in the door. I sit in the helicopter um, and I turn around to check on him. He's out of the litter. Can I cuss on here or no? Yeah, do whatever you want. Yeah, podcast. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, it's a quote. So, um, and so he's up, out of the, took himself out, sitting up and went for a high five. He's like, that was fucking textbook. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're the toughest dude I've ever met in my life, man. Like he's just all stoked, dude. It was like it was like if you got rescued, you know, like, oh, yeah. like <laughs> just excited, right? Yeah. <laughs> he was man, you're doing way, a dude. great he's job, like, man. Yeah, yeah, dude. He was like coaching me, you know. Like I was like, oh man, dude. I wasn't expecting that. You know what I mean? I was expecting to go in there, work on his leg, and some oxygen, you know. Um, but he was he was there for the party, you know. Um, yeah, it was he was he was a really easy you know, guy to have, you know what I mean? Like he was helping me out a little bit, you know? Um, I freaking love yeah, it. Yeah. We man. took him over. Yeah. We took him over to, I can't remember what base, but you know, it's super security. Like they, you know, it's a big deal that you crash an F-16. Um, yeah, you think? Yeah. yeah that's your plane. Yeah. That's a government's plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, dude. And then a year later, his girlfriend threw him a party up in Washington DC. It was like you're you're still you're you're alive, like a celebration of his life, you know, um, for the year anniversary of it. So uh, we got to go up there as a crew and just had a big old party, man. It was like us, a bunch of fighter pilots, a lot of Secret Service guys. Um, what? Oh, that's badass, yeah, man! Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, it was so fun, man. Got to meet his mom flew in from Phoenix. Um, you know, and she's just in tears. She was literally like we we're like hugging all night. Like she was just had me by the arm or just she's I brought my wife, but she was also my date. Like we were just like <laughs> she was so happy and so appreciative and so like, you know, because she was a mom, you know. So it was really cool, really meaningful. We got to party together, got to uh have fun. They made a big old Coast Guard cake, you know, with a helicopter on it. And like, um, Love it was really it. neat. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. So that, that's, that's, I think one of my favorite for sure. You know, that's a, that's an amazing story. Freaking yeah. Yeah. Dude, I it love good. it. <laughs> yeah, man. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. So they got the news article that, you know, my kids could read it one day or whatever. Pretty neat. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, yeah. Love a good survivor. Yeah. Yeah, for everybody out there that's going to get yeah. picked up, be a good survivor, okay? Man, he <laughs> had his stuff together for sure. Yeah, oh, he did. And great. he was 
you know, in shock or whatever, or he's the toughest dude on the planet, you know. Uh, either yeah. way, it's pretty freaking badass. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and super cool guy too. We got to party and we kept in touch, you know, for a couple years after that. And pretty neat. Sweet, sweet. Yeah, man. All right. Well, I'm gonna go on to the next one now that you're done with that, and yeah. we get to uh, we get to embrace or we get to talk about an air medal that you earned for Hurricane Katrina. Now. I right. was not down there at Hurricane Christina. I've mentioned that a couple of times, but you guys that went down, my gosh, you guys, everybody that's come on here and talked about Katrina has such a different story. So like, it's yeah. one of those weird, cool things. You're like, oh yeah, it was Hurricane Katrina, but not every story, n- not one story has been the same. Not one. Yeah. So everybody has had yeah. such a different aspect. Now, don't get me wrong. Everybody was pulling people off rooftops and out of windows and stuff. Sure. And I, I get that, but everybody had their own unique experience so so uh let me what i'm going to do is i'm going to read this and then uh and then we'll get kind of a a rundown and just kind of go through some of your memories out of this this event of hurricane katrina and then and then we'll go from there right cool yeah sounds good all right here we go citation to accompany the award of the air medal to ast3 brett a fogel united states coast guard Pedasa Fogel is cited for meritorious achievement in aerial flight from 27 August 2005 to 3 September 2005 while serving as rescue swimmer aboard Coast Guard 860 helicopters during Hurricane Katrina rescue operations. Throughout flight operations from Naval Air Station Key West, Florida to New Orleans, Louisiana, Pedasa Fogel demonstrated exceptional aeronautical skills, hoisting 67 survivors from sinking vessels balconies and rooftops with over 26 flight hours in both day and night operations among numerous obstacles on 27 august pedestal fogel's crew flew through hurricane force winds extreme low clouds and less than one mile visibility to assist a lone fisherman aboard the disabled fishing vessel maria rita adrift in the path of hurricane katrina Pedasa Fogel overcame unpredictable wind gusts and violent turbulence to rescue the survivor who is rapidly recovered and flown to Naval Air Station Key West, Florida for medical evaluation. After recovering his life-saving mission, Pedasa Fogel was assigned as rescue swimmer aboard 6038 tasked with search and rescue operations in New Orleans. Testing the limits of his skills and endurance, Pedersen Fogel completed numerous day and night hoists in an urban-operated area overwhelmed by floodwaters and filled with flight hazards, including an unprecedented amount of conflicting air traffic. On the evening of 01 September, Pedersen Fogel conducted countless rescue deployments around and through numerous obstructions to recover 45 distraught survivors, including young mothers with infants, patients from a children's hospital, and several elderly and obese evacuees requiring special assistance. The hoists were further complicated by nearby structural fires that filled the air with smoke and ash, reducing the visibility for the entire crew. While heroically responding to the most devastating storm to strike the Northern Gulf in recent history, Petty Officer Fogel's actions and aeronautical skills were instrumental in saving 67 lives. His courage, judgment, and devotion and duty are most heartily committed in keeping with the highest traditions of the United States Coast Guard. Yeah, Brett, what's up? Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> dude i that's uh, i i love reading that stuff man because it's just it it's awesome but it doesn't do it justice so go man well how did current, yeah. hurricane katrina happen with you so for me it was um uh I'll, yeah i'll start from the beginning um i was stationed in clearwater but i just left new orleans so i knew the area really well um and you know the bayous the channels the uh um all that stuff so um i was basically going home right so the hurricane came up up the gulf and i got called out while it's still in the gulf um for a boat out in the hurricane right um yep. we get on scene there first and it, it was early in the morning i think um and I was the 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 uh, backup crew, so there's already a helicopter on scene, right? Um, Casey Bolton and uh, uh, oh man, I'm trying to think of the Rob, I'm drawing a blank, but uh, it was a flight mech. But it was the gnarliest thing, and still in my life I've ever seen, the best performance I've ever seen, right? These waves, you know, they're they're sixty foot waves, right? Holy it was incredible. Shit. Yeah, it was incredible, dude. And, you know, there's a 30-foot vessel, and it looked like a toy, right? Um, just, it looked so small just trying to ride these waves going all the way up, right? Um, and so they're on scene. We're kind of flying back just to, you know, back up them if they need anything, right? Um, they're hoist Casey down, um, and they nail it, dude. And when they first started hoisting, I'm like, there's no way. Like, there's no way you're going to get them on that boat, right? And that, that's why I'm ready. I'm like, you know, all right, I'm here. You know, I'm ready to go. <laughs> um, dude, they nail it first try. Um, Robert Kane, Rob Kane. Um, dude, and I don't know who the pilots were, but they were incredible, dude. The, you know, that stuff's hard, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and to do it in that magnitude was pretty impressive, man. Um, they got him down. They hoisted the dude. And um we all go home right and then uh we're kind of following the storm up a little bit you know um i got to do a rescue it was a little bit outside you know more so you know it wasn't like that though um maybe 20 foot 25 30 maybe right um yeah i think about what you said there dude 20 25 30 foot wave yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay which which is great <laughs> unless you just watch that you know what I mean? Like, like once, you, once you like once we got on scene, it's like, all right, this is gonna be a piece of cake. We better not ball this up. They just pulled off like something I thought was impossible, you know. Um so yeah, so we got to, you know, I think it was a direct we did because you know, um, so I got to hoist somebody there. Um and then once we went home, I think, and then the, the when the hurricane hit New Orleans is when I was one of the first crews out of Clearwater. Um, just because I had, um, previous, you know, knowledge of the area and stuff. Um, and you get up to the city, I guess on scene is the whole city and it was nighttime. All you see is flashlights, right? And every roof, thousands and thousands and thousands of people, as far as you can see, you just see flash that everybody needed rescued. Right. Um, yeah. and 
you're kind of like, all right, let's start here. You know, um, we just pick a house and we just go to work. Um, get down there, you know, you got, they're in their attics, you know, they're flooded up to their attics, um, the town as in, which I think was like the West Bank area. Um, and flooded up to the attic. So they're all in their attics, right? And they're, you know, some of them had water, some of them had food. Some of them um, didn't, some of them were old, some were in wheelchairs, some were, you know, um, so you hoisted who you could, right? Um, and then you just kind of, they pick you up and then you go to the next house, you know, hoist who you can, go to the next house and just work. And you're, you, but you're getting lower down each time. You're just watching all the New Orleans boys just work and they've been working for a while. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. Just watching your friends um, doing rescues, you know? Um, it was, uh, it was incredibly sad, right? The devastation of it, the situation these people are in, um, and a lot, a lot of, a lot of them were kind of more inner city. Um, it was, you know, it's right in the city, and people were wondering, like, why didn't they leave? It's like you, when you're in that position, you can't leave on every hurricane that comes, because nothing's hit them. A lot of these people can't, don't have cars, or they can't afford hotels up in wherever they evacuate to, you know, so right. for every hurricane to come, you grew up your whole life and this never happens. Right. So you're just used to hunkering down. Um, and that becomes the norm. Right. But New Orleans is in a, in a little bowl, you know, um, there was no question on what would happen if hurricane hit. It's, you know, we just, just kind of cross fingers, like hope this right. doesn't happen, but yeah. So we're just doing that all night. Um, just pulling people up, going to hospitals, medevac and people, um, going to get gas, you know, going back. Whenever we got gas, we'd go into, went to New Orleans, Air Station New Orleans for fuel. Um, and the, uh, those, those guys are just worked, man. Those guys are, yeah. there's, dude, you open a closet door, there's somebody sleeping on the floor in the closet, like just trying to get a <laughs> hour of rest. You know what I mean? Like those guys were working, dude. Um, we got to go to Mobile and sleep you know, like take breaks and stuff. And we did this for days, you know, um, I think, uh, what something, you know, that happened that was really devastating was when the levee wall broke. That's when, yeah. you know, you fly over and you see all the neighborhoods you're in doing rescues and they're now they're underwater and you know, there's a lot of people under there, you know, that would, that was rough, man. That was super sad, super, uh, sombering like oh god like you know we i didn't expect it you know i i guess but um yeah so we were there for about a week just doing rescues or you know support or um <clears throat> until the boats finally could get in and stuff and you know it's pretty devastating man you see horses and trees you know you wow. see just bodies floating down the road yeah bodies floating down the road you know you see you go to mobile you see big old giant ships like a mile inshore you know like it was it was it was pretty devastating dude you know um yeah 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 that was uh that was my time in new orleans you know and a lot of the rescues were simple you know put somebody in a basket you know what i mean um yep and then hoist it off a uh roof um a lot of crowd control type stuff if you do land you know, like, um, it was a first for us for Urban Star at all. So we're just kind of trying to make it up as we go, you know? Right. Um, 
you got everybody yeah. down there yeah. did an amazing job that's for sure so. yeah it, dude it was it was super bowl of our time right then you know what i mean like this is it let's do what we can you know do the best we can we train we didn't train for it that's the thing like that wasn't a right. thing we trained for you know so yeah. it was really cool it was very impressive on how we all worked together and how it worked out and no giant mishaps and you know that's what surprised me you know yeah. flying was had to been hard i mean the traffic was ridiculous right um you know just helicopters everywhere dude you know um yeah the uh and that that was it man it was just figuring it out trying to get into roofs you know trying to go through windows in the attic or you know we ended up getting uh axes um chainsaws worked a lot better um but we're just like i don't know like let's try this you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> now yeah. i think you know the coast guard's getting better at urban sar um you know with training and stuff like that because of that i'm sure but uh we uh we yeah. had bradley pagage on here and he was talking about a lot of the urban sar that they're doing at ahars and whatnot and uh Good. i'm hoping i get the opportunity to get up there and hang out with those guys but they are they are training that now which is you know, and for anybody that that has that opportunity to go out and train for it, I'm all about it because, I mean, it's it's only yeah. a matter of time. hundred percent again. So, a hundred percent, yeah. That would have that would have been nice, you know. Like, and we figured it out. You know, you figured yeah. it out. But best methods, like, if you know what you're getting into, like how to get into this attic, you know, right? Instead of just right. trying to kick the window in, hanging from the roof, like. You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, dude. But it was a sad situation, man. Yeah, tough. You know, because I lived there for four years, so I had a a special place in my heart. You know, like I loved it there. Um, and the people there are amazing, dude. The people are amazing because, um, every any city that I've ever been to that kind of has it rough, like Detroit, right? Um, Buffalo, like any either weather wise or just kind of a rough city, it really breeds like amazing people because they're they're so uh unentitled right they're just true and authentic and they're they're a little bit in a survival situation they have a mutual respect for each other because they're all in this situation you know um yeah yeah yeah, i love places like that that i like i like shitholes you know yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. oh that's funny yeah that's that's funny (laughs) yeah um nice yeah then uh so we're there for about a I was there for about a week, I think. Um and then a helicopter from Clearwater came to pick me up to take me back to Clearwater where I was stationed, right? Um yep. and picked us up from Air Station New Orleans, me and Kiola Marple. Um oh nice. Kiola. Yeah. Lovely guy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh so we're headed back right from new orleans to clearwater going across the gulf and we're sleeping we're pretty tired um and we're on you know we're on the troop seat snuggling right like together like (laughs) we're literally on the troop seat like holding each other sleeping um and uh we don't have it you know it's not sar configured or anything so we don't have the sar equipment and stuff and we're on our way home dude and the pilot me and keel are snuggling and uh the pilot banks super hard to the left and we fall out of the troop seat um we're like dude what's going on dude this dude on the way home saw a boat capsized 
right? And we're 20 miles away from anything, you know, um, capsized boat, five people on board. What? Um, and yeah, yeah, just on a, just flying home from Katrina. It was wild, man. And so, you know, they come on the radios like, so we're, hey, guys, we're just going to check this out. So what, what these people did is they took their fishing pole, tied it to the boat and hung an orange shirt off the fishing pole. And that's what the pilot spotted. No way. And, oh, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, dude. And um, and so he radios back like, yeah, he's like, it looks like we have a capsized boat. It looks like four or five people. Um, are we able to do this, you know, without SAR gear or anything? And I of course, me and Killer are like, yeah, yeah, whatever you want, you know. Um, like, absolutely, I'll do whatever you want. Just put me in, Coach. Yeah, I'll go freaking get him. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, just put me in. Man. See this? I yeah, got we'll one gun and two guns. I'll wrap those suckers up. Let's go. <laughs> and so me and Tiola kind of, I don't know, man. We kind of just, we didn't really talk much. We we're just like, all right, I'll go down. I swam to the survivor. Right? Um, they lowered me down. I swam, you know, got off the hook, swam to the boat, talked to them a little bit, like, what are you guys doing out here? You know, um, <laughs> like, what's going on? Like, it's, so I just, I did that, I was sleeping. Like, so I'm thinking like, this could be a dream. Like I was dead asleep. I was, you know, just out, you know, just all droggy. Like, what are we doing? You know, um, so they lowered me down. I swam to the boat, grabbed a survivor, bring him back. Then Keola would come down and I'd hand them to Keola and he would put them in this quick strop because we still carried our quick strops. Um, and then he'd hoist them. So we just do that number. Like, like I'd swim and we would, I would just meet him there. We didn't have nice. a basket or anything like that, you know? Um, and, but you know, we had our fins and stuff, so it was fine. I don't remember what I was wearing. If I got into a wetsuit or not, or if I just stayed in the flight suit, I don't remember. Um, then yeah so we did that i think it was five survivors i believe um did that five times brought them home and then um and then so they threw us a party too so we got to, we got to party um, Hell yeah. So, <laughs> yeah actually all right so i i gotta i gotta throw you under the bus on this one too because you got a letter yeah. from them is that yeah yeah so yep i have a letter here so they built they made this whole letter right this whole thing so they're elks elks lodge members oh, right and nice. so this is okay. this is oh, a thank you thanks card to all them. of you oh yeah for the elks lodge so they're all the elks lodge members like thank you for rescuing our boys like um a lot of them are jokes like you could have left them you know stuff like that just regular <laughs> elks lodge like humor i guess um you know so it's just tons and tons of like little messages and stuff um so one of the uh can i read this one absolutely please do yeah so so this one you know hit home um so just to go out there it happened to have a coast guard rescue helicopter fly over you with two rescue swimmers in it 20 miles offshore nobody around right well, that's crazy. You know what I mean? Like the chances yeah. of that are basically zero, you know? Um, but which always blew my mind, right? It blew my mind. I went to bed, like that was nuts. Like that's, that's weird. You know, um, something it feels, it 
it just felt like it was like something else happened there. Maybe, you know what I mean? Um, the prayer got answered and it was you, dude. You that's, and what it, that's what it seemed like, you know, like it was really the statistics doesn't add up. Right. Or the, the, especially since you were sleeping in the helicopter, but you were not sleeping. You dude, were, were doing your due villa- diligence to pay attention to aircraft surrounding. Nah, we were out. <laughs> dude. <laughs> we're, we're just, we're cause they had a whole crew, you know what I mean? So we're just passengers. We're like, dude, we need to, we need sleep. It was a, you know, <laughs> Katrina was rough, you know, like get much sleep there. You know, um, I got to pick on you though. It's just a little bit. Cause I fall asleep too. Like yeah. half the time you see the road is starting yeah. I'm like, Oh, that's good. <laughs> <I'm out. laughs> dude, it's, it's comforting. Uh, um, so Coast Guard heroes, I am Bo's daughter. I think you just happen upon these four, four men floating, um, scared uncertain a little more closer to god probably than they have ever been in any of their lives and here y'all come and here y'all come for me i can't begin to thank you guys enough i've lost my mother brother in the last 10 years the loss of my daddy would have probably put me over the edge not a good thing for a mother of two thank you from the bottom of my heart and every fiber of my being god bless and and what you stand for then signed and right like oh, dude that's wow. what it's about man man i just got yeah. chills i yeah. love that dude dude and they made us a little plaque and stuff here um yeah that was a weird one man like it was it wasn't a hard rescue but it's like all right something happened here you know dude yeah. get this um i got word within the next week two ago two of those guys passed away from unrelated um on the same day really yeah yeah dude i don't know i don't that was the pilots called us in you know or somebody called us in and was telling us this like hey this guy and this guy passed away totally unrelated they're like at a fair you know or like at a carnival or something like that like something totally unrelated one guy had a heart attack while he was in the water you know before we got him um and so he had he had he had issues you know but the other guy passed away as well wow. so it's like oh god did we interrupt something that was i don't know man like and you know i'm not very religious or you know too spiritual and stuff like but that opened my eyes a little bit like okay math doesn't add up here you know what i mean so wow. um yeah and they threw us a big party at the elks lodge and it was super fun and all the elks <laughs> people came and you know like we got to hang out with them and celebrate their life, you know, before they, you know, before the other two guys passed. Wow. Um, yeah, pretty cool one. But I, yeah, that was on the way home from Katrina. So I got to do rescues before, you know, in Katrina before and then after on the way home too, which is pretty neat. Dude, that is so cool, you know? man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. That was a, that was mind blowing. It's fun to, it's fun to have these, like the words and stuff as you said, like, doesn't capture a lot, you know what I mean? Right. When, when, uh, cause the people writing awards and for people that don't know, like when you're at least in the coast guard rescue center, like you're alone, like you do the work, you know, like in the water by yourself. Um, so awards don't, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to really capture everything. Right. And then if yeah. you have to write them yourself, it's kind of like, well, it's just, this is what we do. Like it's, I don't know if this is award worthy. It's like <laughs> literally our job, you know yeah. what I mean? Yep. Um, so you kind of just pass it off. Like I wasn't really into awards very much. I I kind of rather not have them. You know what I mean? Like just to, so I can have it 
but these things like this is like this a is thank you about, card man. from the entire like, elk song dude yeah dude yeah totally. this is where it's like all right this one's a keeper for life you yeah, know absolutely um, yeah that's that's the good stuff you don't get them often or i didn't get them often so when you do though you you know you cherish that thing you know man brett these stories yeah. have been amazing they're off the hook i i cannot thank you enough for sharing yeah, cool, you know, man. like the stuff that you you awesome, did in the coast guard and all uh yeah i can't get enough of this stuff man yeah. i'm telling you <laughs> Dude, I could tell. I could tell, yeah. dude. I love it. I love listening to this podcast, man. Hey, thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, I'm not I'm not ready to yeah. let you go yet, though, because there, there are a couple yeah. things I, I want to talk about. And the first one is I'm, I'm going to fast forward to today. Uh, you okay. and Mr. Steve Gonzalez, and I don't remember his number yeah. off the top of my head. Shoot. 7-Eleven. He's 7-Eleven? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love it. That's his, that's his Instagram, at least. Summer 7-Eleven. Okay, we're going to go with that. All right. <laughs> yeah. So Steve yeah. Gonzalez, right? So actually, and you two got together to create a program called Ready Swimmer. All right? We did. Yeah. What um, is that? Okay, yeah. So um, I'll start with, so Ready Swimmer is, is a, a program we're using to get individuals ready for swimmer school right um and it's kind of an academy that we've developed so where this spawns from i'll start with and then i'll kind of go into more of what it is yeah. so steve and i were instructors at the rescue swimmer school right in elizabeth city together um and that's i knew him before but no, not really but if you don't know steve gonzalez he he is one of the smartest guys i've ever met um he's i think he's got a photographic athlete, memory beast athlete too he is jujitsu yeah. um, and he's just got a yeah yep solid dude yeah solid all the way around so yes well done um, yeah yep and have you seen his quads oh man that guy's oh, hot freaking... but <laughs> <laughs> i love it yeah you know, I, hold on can so, i can i go on a side note real quick so steve yeah, gonzalez man, yeah. so he he does jujitsu. He does. It's funny. He's like he's not a CrossFitter, but he does all the CrossFit movements. He's, he's like, I'm not into CrossFit. I'm like, you do box jumps, bro. Like that's part of CrossFit. They just <laughs> throw that on you. I don't care whether you like it. So anyway, yeah. so I find out he's at so, a local gym out in Virginia. Well, my daughter yeah. is living there, and I said, Hey, why don't you go? I just, I I got a guy. I got a guy. Just tell him tell him you're coming in and get next thing you know i know she's rolling with him and learning how to do jujitsu from steve yeah man. and then next thing yep. you know we're at dessert hanging out and he's like i know your daughter and i'm like i know i'm not sure if that's weird or cool but <laughs> but he's such a good guy so i got nothing dude, but great things even great my daughter dude. Haley, she's yeah. like i love coach steve he's amazing so yeah yeah anyway yeah um yeah so we're in a school together and um he has he's just really really smart and but he's also into exercise science and physiology and um all that stuff and i was too just not to the level he is at right um and so i started digging in start studying start um really into the exercise science right um and mostly uh, we were directing for a school right because we knew it could be better we knew um you know that these men and women are candidates 
the way to treat them and a way to go about this is treat them like athletes. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. The it's like you're training somebody for the combine, right? Yeah. It's science. Yeah. There's scientific methods to apply, like how, um, you know, if they're going for the combine and they have a if they have a weakness, right? And you need to make that their strength, right? And you do that through exercise science. So that's we adapted that for a ready swimmer. Um, so me, Steve, Brian Kirkendall at at um, the swimmer school. We got to redesign the whole curriculum at school, um, do all this great stuff for the school and really got in OFT. We're the, uh, you know, the lead OFT instructors for operational fitness training. Um, and the Coast Guard really sent us to all these schools um, and, and certifications and stuff to learn this stuff. And they knew we were super passionate. Um, but the problem that we that was clear was the Coast Guard needs more swimmers, but they're having a hard time making them, right? Right. because they're not going about it the right way. Um, and we preach that while we're in quite a bit. And a lot of people agree, but you know, to make change is pretty tough in a big organization. Um, and the problem is we were getting candidates that just weren't prepared. It didn't mean they couldn't make it through school. They just didn't, they didn't prepare pro properly, right? And okay. that could, they could want it and they could be great swimmers. They just didn't know what to do or how to train, right? And what to train for. Right. So that's where we're coming in now is um, it was a lack of preparation is what it was, either their fault or not. It just wasn't they weren't set up for success. I do know that. So instead of throwing more candidates in rescue swimmer school, we believe the idea is throw highly qualified candidates in rescue swimmer school. Right. Oh, yeah. And so we took that um, thought and using exercise science and physiology and all that stuff um, to get these people there so i've been working on this for about two years i brought steve on about a year ago kind of beta testing how this could work right um with virtual um training so it's been working really well um getting great numbers uh virtual training works really good the uh and what we're doing so we beta test for two years so now starting next week right um January 16th, we're going to hold our first class, Nice, right? We're going to have a group of candidates and they're going to be, it's going to be individualized training. You know, it's not going to be a broad spectrum of training. It's going to be individualized according to their weaknesses, right? So um, with Steve, Steve's really, really good at programming. And if, nice. these, if these guys and girls put in effort, there's a very high likely chance that they're going to succeed at this, right? Yeah. Um, if we, all we do is train them like athletes. Um, and so we're starting on the 16th next week, next Monday, um, we'll have a class and we have lessons involved in the class. It's 12 weeks long. We have lessons every week. We're going to have zoom calls, get together, you know, kind of, kind of manifest this, this group of people that want to uh, have the same goals, right. So they can use each yeah. other as well. Um, and just cut out all the BS of how to train for school. There's a science behind it. And to get, let's say you have low, let's say you don't have lower body strength, right? Lower body strength is lagging. You're okay. probably not going to build thin very well. You know what I mean? So yes. the way to thin well, and is not just to go thin, right? We got to work quad strength, hamstring strength, glute strength, most of all core strength, stuff like that. So a lot of that can be done in the gym. Right. And then we apply it into the pool. 
Um, and so for thinning, you know, that backstroke of the fin, when your fin goes back, that's a hip extension. That's glutes, right? That's, that's right. glutes. Oh, yeah. So we get your glutes super strong, your hip flexors, your quads super strong, your core super strong. You're going to be finning better. Then we're also going to pull and fin, obviously. Like, um, and same with pull-ups, same with push-ups, same with stuff. Like, to get good at pull-ups, you could do a bunch of pull-ups. That helps. But what if we work lat strength, right? And bicep strength. Yeah. yeah. Bicep strength. And then this is the, that's the exercise science part of this. And then we work energy systems. Let's say you can't run a mile and a half very quickly. We just use what athletic trainers use, right? Or, or strength conditioning coaches use a program to get you fast, right? So we're doing, we're doing quarter mile sprints, you know, with proper rest. We're doing 100 meter sprints with proper rest. We're, you know, um, designing these programs for them to give them the best um, chance of succeeding in A school. That helps our brothers and sisters oh, yeah. that are struggling right now. They're, they're incredibly low. Um, on you know members they need more people in so i think we can we can fill a, a void there yeah um sending qualified students to school so now the grit me, part of it let me ask yeah, something real ahead. quick is like yeah. who is who is your clientele right now that you're sending to school are they are they people that are in the coast guard currently or civilians as well well either either one. Oh, it, nice it's okay it's up to them yeah yeah anybody that wants to do it um the uh, prerequisite that we have, and we do an interview before they can come in, is you have to want it, like, right? And if it's kind of like something they're going to try out, you know what I mean? It's they're yeah. not a good candidate. I don't care if they can, if they can't do one pull up right now. That we can we can get them there to to do pull ups and put like strength and stuff, right? It's not yeah. a physical thing. They just need more time, you know what I mean? But you have to want it. You have to be able to go through all the hoops and all the stuff you got to get through it just to get to a school. Then once you're there, you got, you need something talking you out of quitting, right? Oh, yeah. You're going to think about quitting. Like, you know, like it's hard. Oh, yeah, um, we, we all do it at one point or another. Yeah. And, and you got to, you know, you're waking up in the morning, you're super sore. You're barely able to walk and you're going to the grinder. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something's got to get you to that grinder. Right. And that's not going to be us. That's going to be what's in their head. You know what I mean? Um, right. And that's not something that's, that's, it's not a guarantee that they're going to get through a school, but we can guarantee that your numbers are going to be much higher. Right. And then a school is going to be a little bit easier, you know, so you have a better chance of getting through it. Um, so as far as candidates go, it's, you could be in, you could be out. Um, you could be waiting for school right now in the coast guard. At, um, I think either way, my, my, what I recommend people is start as early as possible. Right. Start the training. If you're thinking about, you know, you might not go for two years. Look at that as a bonus. Like, that's great. We oh, got yeah. two years to train. Yeah. You know what I mean? We'll get stronger. Two years we'll get to get fast. stronger. We'll get water faster. confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm get all good about at it. Underwaters. Yeah. Get good at finning. You could be a rock star finner in two years. You know, you got to, you got to, you got to buddy toe those instructors, man. Some of those guys are like Brian Kirkendall. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah that's a big he's a hard boy big to, dude. he's a yeah big muscly dude too right like yeah sinks stuff, like a rock doesn't float very well <laughs> yeah yep yeah man so yeah that's what we're doing now we're going to start it next week um like i said we've been working on it for a couple years now just beta testing make sure it works you know um we had no doubt just make sure the systems and everything are lined up and cool. um and uh yeah man 
super excited about it. All right. So I, I got another question. Is it, can, can I do it? Yeah. Can I sign up? Can, yeah, you can sign up if you want. All right. I mean, it's not tailored. It's not. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's not tailored for you. And what do you so mean it's not tailored right for me? Now. That's Once, bullshit. What the hell? Well, well, we do have. <laughs> so this is the start. This is just the start, Quinn. Oh, okay, is, okay. Uh, we want to fill this this problem, right? Um, I know what you're saying, dude. I, I feel like it's a big problem, but we do also want to dabble with current enlisted, current rescue swimmers. Right. And, and that's just, that's programming. So we'd like to, after we get this started is to start programming for people that are currently rescue swimming. Um, so you just nice. follow the program, right? You'll have an app that pop up on your phone, what to do that day. Um, and that would be, that would be tailored towards programming for training for your job. Right. Nice. Um, and then I'd like to also get into post post-rescue swimmer as well retired people where we can throttle it back a little bit we don't have to high have the same standards you know um yeah. but we want to be healthy we want to be mobile we want to be able to move well we don't want chronic pain all that stuff so we'd like to dabble in that too um to kind of help the whole the whole brother and sisterhood you know hell yeah yeah man, yeah man so i can yeah, okay so it is tailored for me that's cool too. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes well i dude if you ever want i already pro I, so i own a gym in Asheville, right i program i dude I've, i'll right if you want programming i'll i have it already nice. you know i'll give you programs every you. day yeah hey thanks man yeah man yeah <laughs> just sign you right up into it because i program for the gym now it's awesome i love it um yeah, how man. does everybody yeah. get in touch with you um, so there's a few ways, uh, Brett, B-R-E-T with one T at readyswimmer.com is my email. Um, readyswimmer.com is our website. You can contact us in there. Um, our, uh, um, Instagram, you can go to our Instagram. Um, and that's ready swimmer at ready swimmer. Um, what else? I think that's that's probably good, right? That's enough. Perfect. Yeah, and I'll make sure yeah, I have so these on our social media and whatnot. So it'll oh, all cool. be in the description of the episode. So yeah, if anybody's looking for, yeah. they're like, oh, yeah, I don't even have to look that far. Go right to the episode, click the link, boom, done. Yeah, and if basically what they do is they'll reach out, we'll schedule a phone call, and we'll kind of interview a little bit, just chat a little bit, see what they're looking for, make sure it fits correctly. Man, sick! I love it. Right on. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you guys yeah, are doing really that. About um, it. It's definitely needed across not and not just Coast Guard swimmers too. Like there are a lot of people that need, mm -hmm. like the rescue community needs it. They really do. So. Yeah, and yeah. So if anybody else like wants to contact us about what you're talking about there about the rest the rescue community, I don't know what people need. You know what I mean? But if people want to reach out by any means, yeah. you know, and and tell me the needs. Tell me and Steve the needs of what other people need in other areas or countries or whatever um that we can uh, you know uh, add a program for that if it's if it's needed we can we can absolutely fill that void yeah but you know i think yeah, back to uh jody actually talks about it when she came on here because she did she was training for like two years prior to going to swimmer school you know and busting yeah. her ass to do it to know that there's a program yeah. like this that somebody's helping me out with already just saying, Hey, this is where we can help in your weakness, man. I'm, I'm all about it, man. Good job, dude. That's good. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah, We're excited. Sure. It's working well so far. So really excited yeah. about this first class. Yeah. yeah man. So you'll have to, you'll have to keep me posted. Cause I'll be curious as to how it goes too. So 
I will. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, yeah. And then if we're going to put a little discount code on here as well, right? Yes, we are. So uh, let's see. If you go to cool, realrescue.com yeah. and you let those guys know that you heard it here, hey, get yeah. a little discount. Just say, I'm not going to tell you what it is. Yeah, man. Because that way you have to like actually reach out and find out what it is. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I like it. <laughs> um, two things before I let you go, though. So, first, we had a badass rescue swimmer like reunion, which we call Desert, which was kind yeah. of a funny name. And then the last thing I'll ask you after that is that, like my my advice to pass on. So, let's start with Desert real quick. Are we doing that again? Oh, cool, yeah. What? Dude, yes, we are. Yeah, 100%. Um, so, I'll tell you the background about Desert real quick. It's pretty funny. The, uh, how this came about, and just so people know, DCERT was a reunion, right, for Coast Guard helicopter rescue swimmers. Um, ended up being a reunion. The, uh, but how it came about was um, I was going to have Matt Crow and Joey Grazinia, they were going to come to my gym and paint a mural because they're both amazing artists, right? Uh, totally. Matt Crow's she's our tattoo artist, um, and Joey does the uh, Stronghold signs, right? Um, yep. if you haven't looked at stronghold, anybody on here, it, look him up on Instagram. Uh, stronghold really, really arts. good work. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so they're going to come paint a mural in my gym. And so we had it all planned out. And then Joey's like, Hey, I'm going to invite some people. Like, do you mind? I'm like, no, I don't mind. I was like, I didn't know he meant 200 people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so that's how it blossomed was he started reaching out to people and people were like, yeah, let's do it. And then it just got bigger. And then he'd call me up like a week later. He's like, dude, kind of like 20 people. Is that okay? And I'm like, uh, you know what? Bring it, man. Let's do it. You know? Um, and then it got to 40 and I got to 50 and I got 60, 70, 80, 90, a hundred, up to 200 people, you know? Um, and so when it got big, he just had to start, had to raise money. He's like, all right, well, we need, yeah. you know, um, to raise some money for this. Um, and he did, he just kept going, man. He kept going and getting it bigger and then got the, like the pot bigger that we needed, you know? So companies like LSC and all these great rescue companies and, um, this one right here, podcast sponsored it. What? <laughs> but L dude, LSC was our biggest sponsor for sure. Man. Oh, they, Life they freaking systems. dropped it. Really oh, it was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, and they came out, Mario came out, um, and all bunch of rescue swimmers, um, donated some money. Um, it was, it got big, man. It got big. We got to pay for all the food, all the booze, all the, you know, like the, um, had the event at the gym, you know, the, uh, it was a great couple of days, man. Um, so then after the event, you know, our wives and husbands and kids and, you know, super fun turned out really well um matt crow came up with the name desert out of research right i love uh, it i love it so for everyone yeah, that dude, doesn't yeah. know like every two years as a coast guard rescue server you need to go to research which is emt basic recertification school and normally it's in petaluma and what you end up doing is you end up calling all your buddies that research on the same year and be like when are you going hey when are you going because it's like 30 of us that end up in class and next thing you know we're all at the bars partying it up and mm -hmm. studying for emt research class just Thoroughly before the studied. ski trip 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we'd go hit the yeah. mountain in Tahoe and then go back to our respective units. But it was always a good time yeah. to meet up with all of our buddies. So desert was just like a perfect name for it. Loved yeah, it. yeah. Just just decompress, you know, and we wanted it away from the Coast Guard, you know, the, the big Coast Guard. Um wanted somewhere of those neutral ground where um, you know, everybody could just just exhale, you know, and yeah. not worry about anything and just knew we all had each other's back and no worries at all. Um, and it worked out really well and we had a lot of fun and it was good. I think, uh, I we're so we're going to do it again. Um, we're looking, we're talking about every three years right now. Nice. Um, we're looking for places to do it. We talked about trying to get on the West coast this time. So those, uh, guys can participate a little more, maybe coming back and forth kind of, kind of thing. Um, so if anybody listens to this and has, you know, a place where, uh, we can um host you know have it like to host it we're looking right now um trying to come up with ideas um and should be three years you know from when we had it we're thinking three years is a good time like not too not too you know it can't be very often it'll kind of get diluted but three year reunions seem pretty appropriate the feedback we got was the biggest thing during the first desert we didn't know if we're going to do it again it was like let's just do it you know and have fun or whatever it wasn't like let's do this all the time um but then the feedback was like really really like profound like i mean some people like really needed this when when you retire and i experienced this too when you get out and you're not around your tribe like it's it's way harder than i thought it's going to be you know um oh yeah you're literally like this such a such a uh you know a tribal community right so when you're when you lose your tribe a little bit you don't lose them per se but you do you know you're not around them it's weird it's weird you know you don't know how to joke anymore you don't like dude i got out i was i came to Asheville. i was offending everybody all the time i'm like oh god (laughs) i don't even know how to talk like (laughs) yeah yeah, you know? it, my wife yeah, still so yells just... at me from time to time. Jason, you can't say that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. yeah. And so no, I get away with that in the it. shop. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, and you just you you just don't have to filter around. You know, like people you're comfortable with. Like totally. you shouldn't have to like filter. Um, so that's just part of it, though. Like everything else like, is incredibly tribal. So got a lot of great feedback on it. So we're like, you know there's what? no Jason way we're not Mathers doing this actually again, said you know? to me. Uh, Jason Mather said to me on the way out, he was like, uh, bro, I'm in, I'm in sensory overload because there were so many of us yeah. who had been together for maybe a year, maybe two years, maybe three years, maybe four years who hadn't seen in years, like, but you yeah. have such a tight bond with from the times you were in at the units you were at. And, oh, it was awesome. Dude, yeah. I loved it. And so if I we can do this every, yeah, man, if we could do it every couple of years, then that, that'll start sensory overload would start going down and now this is just you're you're used to seeing your your brothers and sisters every couple of years you know yeah. what i mean so you just lift off from there and like instead of 20 years later you know what i mean yeah exactly um, yeah or never you know so yeah, yeah. just kind of guy i think it's going to manifest into this beautiful thing that we get to participate in so dude i love it i love what you guys are doing with it so let's keep it going dude Cool. Yeah. I'd like I said, man, Joey, Joey did 90% of the work. I just hosted the area and filled in, you know, helped him out where I could, but that dude was every day, every day for hours. <laughs> it was a lot of work, man. He's going to need some help this time. 
Yeah. Gonna, I think he was just yeah. bored and he's like, man, I got an idea. He knew there. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But you know, when you get out, then you get busy right after a couple of years, like you get yourself busy again. Yeah. Like nobody has the time he had then, you know what I mean? So I think we can organize it though, to where we can all pitch in a little more, you know, for him. Yeah. Hey, I'll help. Yeah, I'd man. love to, man. It was, it was worth yeah. it. Every yeah. bit of it was worth it. So, but yeah, it's gonna be bigger and better next time. Sweet. I look forward to it. Yeah, um, I know we're cutting short. We got, we got to, I know you got to get out of here. So uh, last piece of advice that you'd pass on to everybody out there, whatever it may be. All right. Yeah. Um, piece of advice for if you want to be a Coast Guard helicopter rescue swimmer, because I'm only saying that because that's what I know. Um, train early, start early, start training. Now, if you're thinking about it, start training, start with lifting weights, get strong, right? Um, strength is difficult to get um and it takes time train early move well um just start early um and if you're in still just sometimes sometimes we we throttle a little bit too hard right when we're in the coast guard as rescue swimmers probably most rescuers i'd imagine let's be smart about it right try to throttle back when you need get the rest recovery you need um because when you get to 40, 45 years old, that it'll catch up with you, right? So if we're treating our body well, but staying fit and active, then we're going to retire out of this thing feeling great, right? Or not, you know? Um, and if you're out, just keep working, keep, uh, keep mobility, you know, keep your nutrition good, like keep, uh, just keep feeling good. Chronic pain in our world is normal, but it's not normal. We don't have to feel this chronic pain, right? There's yeah. ways of yeah. trying to get out of it. And, um, and all of us are like, like just normal. It's, we're so used to it. It's just like, Oh yeah, I got a back pain and yeah, you know, my ankle's broken, but I'm fine. You know what I mean? Whatever. Like, that's not, no, you don't have to live yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, take care. So especially like afterwards, the mental portion of it, right. When you lose your tribe and stuff like that, be prepared for it. And, reach out and keep connected, you know? Um, and that's what we're trying to do with DCERT as well is we're, it's going to blossom to something for that, but um, keep connected with us because you will offend everybody you walk into. <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird. It's a, it's a learning curve for sure. It's such yeah, a true that's all I got, man. So funny. Brother, yeah, I yeah. cannot thank you enough for coming on and sharing the stories, the advice, what you're doing now, you and Steve, it's, freaking amazing so uh, i'm excited to yeah. to see what you guys are going to do with that and then the next d-start coming up uh, a couple of years man it's it's going to be fun so brother. yeah man i love this podcast dude thank you so much for having me man this is a blast and thanks for letting me uh throw a ready swimmer out there promote that oh, a little bit pleasure. i really appreciate that yeah next time yeah, i man. tell you to send me an article and a letter send me the article letter prior to <laughs> Okay, I will. I will. I will. A lot, a lot going on last week, man. I know. I know. Dude, I'll play it. I, I love you, man. Right on. I, uh, the next time I get to North Carolina, I'll give you a call. All right. All right, brother. Sweet. Thanks, See man. You, and with that, ladies and gentlemen, we are out of here. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Real Rescue Podcast. Please take a minute to like, subscribe, and hit that share button. I'm pulling chocks and taking off. But before I go, if anyone out there has a rescue story they would be willing to share, I would be humbled and honored to have you on as a guest. Or if you have any questions about rescue or anything else we talk about here, send an email to 
Jason at therealrescue.com. That's Jason at T-H-E-R-E-A-L-R-E-S-Q.com. You can also check us out on our web pages, therealrescue.com, our Facebook page, and our Instagram page at The Real Rescue. Again, a special thank you to all of you standing on the watch today. Always remember, when that star alarm goes off, those in distress are praying for a miracle. They are going to get you. Until next time, fly safe and swim hard. <laughs>